Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. Hello everyone and welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 58, non-Gen Con. I am your host, Ed Horde, and alongside me tonight, one Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Good, how are you doing? Good. And of course, our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Good, thanks, Ed. My partner in crime and gaming is actually currently in at his current place of employment and may or may not be dropping in. He did not reply. So we're going to run three for the moment and uh, see how this goes for tonight. And of course, we're going to be covering over all of the interesting stuff that came out of the Gen Con, not really Gen Con stream. Uh, Gen, uh, Gen Con online live streams that they did. And yeah, very all of it. Yeah, like like even like some of the stuff I saw from like the San Diego Comic Con, they did stuff out there that they did on streaming, which was kind of interesting. Uh, just a, a show of the times of where we are. Uh, but of course, we're going to go over the stuff we've been doing in gaming, and of course, we're going to kind of briefly glance over some of the cool stuff that came out of there. So I am going to start with uh, the flight deck. Sean, what have you been doing lately, my friend? Not gaming, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, working and, and on the weekends working on my kitchen. Uh, but my son and I are putting in uh, new, new cabinet uh, pullouts for my kitchen cabinets so that I can actually have lower cabinets be worthwhile. So, truthfully, absolutely no gaming whatsoever. Probably, if I take it back, I played a little bit of Twilight Struggle with a friend of mine on Steam. So, other than that, I really haven't done any gaming, and which is okay. Um, you should be getting your ass kicked at work, too. Yes, and that'll be going on until the end of the end of the fiscal year. So, uh, just uh, kind of one of the things about uh, what my job is, just kind of kind of unavoidable this time of year. So, um, and especially this year, because we have money rolling out of our ears, I guess, at work. So, um, we got to spend it. That's how government stuff works. If you don't spend it, you lose it. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was short and sweet. Chris, how about you, my friend? What have you been doing lately? Picking up as many extra hours as I could at work as well. Um, this week I did, on like Tuesday night, I worked, got home about midnight or just before, and then went back to work after I dropped Evie off at daycare on Wednesday so that I could try and get more stuff done before the store opened. So that's been a little bit of taking a hammer in, just trying to get working around like looking after Evie and Jill working as well. It's hard when someone has to be home, so, you know? Yeah, yeah, that can be that can be problematic, absolutely. Yeah. You're even debating going into work when we're done recording tonight. Oh, there's no debate, unfortunately. Like, um, <laughs> it's just saying uh, before we started, the car needs to go into brake fuel. It's probably low. So I was going to go to work in the morning, but we're going to be down to one car. So Joe's going to take that to work and i'll hopefully work tonight so uh finish recording jump in the car drive to work and then come home so probably be home like two three in the morning but yay that's good i mean i'm just putting loads of stuff on sale because we're doing um, a a miniature madness month we're just putting loads of different things on sale and stuff so games workshop any... specialist games at the moment uh, i was gonna yeah. say any straight any straight up games workshop stuff i was just curious because there may be some stuff i'd like to pick up uh, so it is um blood bowl adeptus titanicus aeronautica imperialis um warhammer underworld so like night haunt um 
not, not, um, Night Vault, Beast Grave, I think is the current one. Whatever it was, Shade Spire, all of those ones. Yeah. Uh, Necro- Necromunda, um, Warcry. Yeah. All the games were specialist games, effectively. Where's Gorkamorka, damn it? They brought all the other ones back. Where's Gorkamorka? Yeah. Did you hear that the uh, the developers of uh, Cyanide, uh, the developers of Blood Bowl 2, the video game, uh, blatantly leaked the fact that not only is there a Blood Bowl 3 coming out, but they're also going to be doing a whole new addition to Blood Bowl and how it's going to work? I think that came out at Gen Con as well, didn't it? Uh, it was definitely well, okay, been something on Warhammer they, community. Yeah, they leaked it before it came out on the oh. community site, though. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, again, we're going to digress a little into Blood Bowl just a little. I don't know how I feel about some of the changes I read about that. Like, passing, for example, becomes a skill in and of itself. So, like, for example, if you're a more agility monkey kind of uh, race, like elves, for example, picking up the ball and throwing the ball all across the field, like elves tend to do, isn't necessarily going to be a thing that you can do. Um, it, you're just not going to do it as well as you were before. But what it does do is it's going to bring value to throwers, which I've always thought were in a weird place in blood bowl meta because sure you got to re-roll for throwing a ball but that was pretty much it that's the only reason why you ever took a thrower and like you could spend the points especially if you're playing elves or something more agility based you just didn't need them um now that's going to give you a reason to take a thrower on your team so i mean i can roll it back into stuff but i heard, i think the um statue limitations is passed on this now so don't shout at me oh. but um I heard that before the licensing broke down with uh, FFG, that FFG were had produced miniatures and the test miniatures for the Blood Bowl game they were going to make for Games Workshop. Ooh, that would have been cool. But part of the license was um, uh, having to stop producing pre-painted miniatures. Oh, no, and FFG would have never signed on for that. Yeah. No. So that, that that's part of the stuff I heard, is that they were looking at revamping Budball as a licensed product through FFG initially, and that FFG got like test models in the same uh, like material as the Imperial Assault stuff for um, Star Wars. It would have been cool. I mean, it would have been something interesting, but again, I think that as far as their miniatures games are concerned, X-Wing's kind of one of the top dogs. I still want to say it's their top dog, but I honestly don't know. Um but they're all pre-painted and giving that up and asking a bunch of X-Wing players to have to start painting their minis. I don't know. Yeah. You'd have to do something funny, like start requiring painted armies for, or painted squads for things like worlds or official events. And uh, just do stuff like give people an extra 10 victory points. If they paint their army, it's fine. <laughs> just like they did in the GTs. Oh man. Oh, we can get to that when we get to mine. <laughs> Um, um but yeah no so that's kind of that's kind of interesting um well i i'm i'm always going to be a i love blood bowl but never seem to find the time to play it like that that's my that's my goldilocks game like that's the game that if i could sit down and play right now i would and i always want to play I, it i don't even know i i've i think i still have a fixture to do to finish round one of that cyanide blood bowl league that we were playing yep so i i didn't even get my first game in before that fell apart I always want to play. I still have it. I have it on my iPad right now. When I get bored, obviously with the current times that we're in, I'm not sitting around an airport waiting to get to go from one place to the other anymore. But if I were sitting in an airport, I'd sit down and play uh, Blood Bowl on the airplane. Like, I I love... 
love that second edition or that, that was the first edition the original um blood bowl pc game that was on that i have on my ipad fantastic game but yeah that's that's one of those things yeah and and um what have i i played a game of arkham horror um lcg um that was good my uh i'm playing preston fairmont at the moment so I'm an awfully well-to-do, very wealthy gentleman who has zero skills in anything, but I just throw money at problems and it's all okay. It's like Iron Man. I mean, I wanted to <laughs> role-play like not being me for a change, so I'm shit at everything, but I've got money. You know, good, good times. Reverse. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, only half reverse, and it's not the money half. <laughs> um, so that was good fun. I need to change you, the deck I, a little did, bit. But. Did you play that in person? Uh, we did, yeah. Um, we were doing some like attempts at streaming and stuff, like when I had all the camera stuff set up behind me. But I had to run to my laptop for my camera, and then a rig through the PC to show the table for everyone else. And then we kind of played semi over the internet, but still playing in person because I refused to play it on tabletop simulator because I'm a stubborn old man. Uh, <laughs> but it was far too much trouble than it's worth, and. Um, it's we're all we're okay. all relatively comfortable around each other and like it kind of helps think, when you live in a country where like yeah like, can it, like, alberta's really cases i think i was double check covid alberta i'm pretty sure we're still doing okay um, well, that's the reason why they moved the entire NHL tournament that it is the yeah. playoff this year to Canada because you guys almost have virtually no cases. Yeah, we've had not even twelve thousand cases yet in Alberta. So yeah, total combined. Yeah, I've had more than that in the county that I work in. Yeah, <laughs> the um, entire unlike, province is. We st- we still had the uh, the masks and like. Uh, didn't like share tokens and stuff like that. We all had our own bag and everything, so it's not as we weren't blase about it. I think you've just got to be sensible, really, haven't you? And mm-hmm. yeah, no, I agree I, completely. I'm even, just curious to like from a, a game store perspective how you guys are handling that because like I desperately I mean, I've got I've got an itch to like I tried I, I had a a demo game of playing 40k on tabletop simulator and it was okay, but it took me like almost two and a half hours to play a thousand point game and it's one of those things like if i were on the table this would be a 45 minute thing so like it's <sighs> extending the amount of time i get why people are doing it considering the environment totally understand it and it's totally cool that you guys are doing it and some guys are really really quick on it but for me it took such a long time to do anything on tabletop simulator how long did it take you to learn vassal the first couple of games and stuff and it's funny you mentioned that because the person i talked to also played x-wing and said the same thing is like i had the same issues when i was playing on vassal do you think the same way i think vassal takes a little bit longer but I, I'm so used to the interface now, so, I mean, maybe you're right. Uh, I think yeah. I'm probably going to have to keep keep it up and get better at it and faster. I'm trying to get a game in a week, so I do have my first game of Ninth Edition in. It's more than me. I mean, <laughs> fine. Um, I, I have played, uh, I got into a beta, got into, I pre-ordered a copy of, of Marvel's Avengers, which gave me beta access for a weekend, so I played the first mission of that where you get to be far and like flying around the san francisco bridge and fight taskmaster and i fly around as iron man and all of that stuff um which could seems good fun um i would wish now that we've turned off a beta again and i had some free time this week so i wanted to put it back on but it was only the three days for last weekend I, so i only played for like half an hour when evie was napping 
because it was a weekend Jill was working as well, so I couldn't like hide in the basement. Um, but I played. I because obviously I got the PlayStation so I could try Squadrons in VR. Um, well, wait, so you have to get a uh, pre-order on Best Buy. Yeah. Well, I tried. I got a cheap copy of Ace Combat Seven because that has VR, yeah, um, and I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to sit in the cockpit, and I got motion sickness. I'm, I'm, I'm Are you really, did? Yeah, I've gutted. So I'm. I'm hoping that it was the having the Horizon that oh, kind of messed so. with me, and that Squadrons will be better. But it might be a a PC Holtas instead of PlayStation VR. I don't know yet. Oh darn! Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you at least have the VR. I mean, if I just go and get like Beat Sabers, and you'll be fine. Oh, it's, well, it, I'm glad because I I kind of wanted to save up and like put all of my money. I, it's I hate having this conversation because I always end up asking for Patreon money and stuff, and it, at the end, and that honestly, that only pays for the show. I yeah. I make no money from Patreon. It just costs me less. Um, and I, I'm working all these extra hours and stuff to try and pay off like credit cards and shit like that. But basically, what happens is I have a um, a hundred dollars a a month, which I put into mine and Evie's entertainment fund. So I've been mm-hmm. trying to anything that's left in that, I've just been shuffling aside. So I was trying to save up. So that I was tempted to try and get the Oculus Quest, I think it is, the completely wireless one. I'm like, I didn't want to put the money into that if I didn't really enjoy VR. So the PlayStation one was cheaper, and I know that I could turn around and flip that for not not much of a loss if it came to it. So absolutely. So I take it you're it's on the. I'd love it, but I can't can't do it. I'm gonna vomit. But or are you gonna wait till Squadrons come out? I'm gonna get. I'll probably get Squadrons on the PlayStation as well anyway, because. Even if it makes me feel ill, I'm sure I can get 20 minutes worth of just playing. Uh, even if I only play the campaign in my own time, mm-hmm. and and that, and I'll use the PC to play like um like competitive, like I'm ever going to be able to play competitively oh, uh, above a bronze yeah. level. It's going to be awesome. Oh God, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so I would just say for anyone who has that same feeling. I'm 100% convinced that Squadrons is going to be really good fun playing with your friends against the AI, and you don't need to be good. So me and Greg used to play Armored Warfare, um, and we never played competitively on that. We always just used to play co-op against the AI and do different mission-based stuff, and that was really good fun, just driving around in our tanks, just shooting at stuff. And Squadrons is Star Wars, so it's obviously going to be better. Oddly enough, there is a Squadrons uh, channel on the on the show's Discord. Just Indeed, there is. Little, just for a little plug out there. So whenever it does come out, and if anyone's looking for uh, some squad mates, you can just toss it into Discord. Yeah. Um, and then the other game I managed to pick up relatively cheap was uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. So I've been being a cowboy for um, maybe, I think I've probably played that for about 90 minutes in the last two weeks. So that's some hardcore intensive gaming for my parenting life. There you go. Uh, Gabe's got. I I can see it right here on the shelf yeah. of uh, PS4 games. He really liked that game. Uh, I've He's only ac- the, oh I, I've only accident accidentally like shot a couple of people. <laughs> oh, shit, what happened? So his Just problem with the game gun, whenever, whenever it first yeah. came out, none of his friends got it, so nobody else wanted to play it. So like he it, and it takes up a huge amount of space on the hard drive, and he's like, you know, I want to play this online with my buddies, but nobody's getting it. They're all into the, 
you know, battle royale st- style shooters or um, they wouldn't. He went on this Uno kick for like a week where everybody was playing Uno. <laughs> I don't know. Like they're all into these like the, the cheapy games. So it, sits here. it looks like a great game. Oh, you should just play the story. Right. It's I wouldn't. And so I was trying to uh, Nami uh, and um, some people on the, on either Discord. And they were saying, like, yeah, oh, I think it was Jeremy, Trouble I was like, yeah, he enjoyed it, but he wouldn't really call it a game. Just like play through a story mode and it's a good cinematic experience. So that's cool. That's good for me. I'm an old man. I just want to want to watch my Westerns and it'll be fine. You no, know, ride my horse, shoot some white tail deer. There yeah. you go. Uh, and then, All right, do you have anything uh, else? Uh, one last one, uh, just a random little game I downloaded. Uh, I've been playing um, Democracy 3. So you get to pick a country and you are the president slash prime minister and you've got to run the country. And I keep getting assassinated by some uh, capitalist or um, like shadow group keeps assassinating me, which I think means that I'm winning. I don't know. Like I lose the game because I'm dead. But morally, I think that I'm doing okay. You know, those, those damn capitalists keep shooting me. I have to admit, I've been going through Neptune's Pride um, withdrawal this past two weeks because, like, the game kind of ended. Like, Greg, Greg cleaned Greg, up in the end. Greg cleaned up. Um, he declared war on you on the last day so he can finish up and just basically took all the planets that he had ships on and, and called it in. I came in second. I was pretty happy with that. Um, but I'm really looking forward to a lot of the things that the next game is coming out with. With We're all really, really close. It's a symmetrical galaxy. It's a dark galaxy. Everyone's got aliases, so nobody knows who's who. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I haven't even looked to see where we oh, are. We need with four more players. So still waiting um, for four more players. Yeah, I will put a link in the uh, in the show notes so anyone listening, uh, just click the link and it will take you to a game. The password is Star Wars, all one word, lowercase. So not Star Wars, Star Wars, all yeah. one word, lowercase. And, and you, don't um, have to, yeah. you don't even have to put your real name in there. Like there's a whole no. bunch of people. What would it be? All right, I'm not looking at some of the names. I actually we Bendu Big Belly Burger. <laughs> Snoochie Boochies, uh, the great rice race of Yith, a youngling, and beer me. So like, I love the fact that like I have no idea who any of those people are. One of I them. Think is you know, me. I think I know who you are. Uh, I'm not going to say. I think I know. Okay, don't ruin it. If, uh, if you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not even going to ask you because uh, then it will either confirm or eliminate. Because your poker face will be terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm awful. So please don't. <laughs> um. But yeah, um, that's it. it's good. I I signed up already. I was going to wait until there was only one spot left, but I, I've noticed it's gone up and down, so I don't know if some people got bored of waiting and just joined other games or not. But we've got four places left, so the link will be in the show notes. Click on that. Join up if you want to. And um, yeah, the good thing about it is you can play in any time zone. So all of our UK listeners would theoretically have um, an advantage slash disadvantage if the last person to sign up is in the uk that's when the game starts so they'll have control over the time zone for when we get the money so they can spend it sooner while we're all asleep Uh but that means that i get up earlier and i can move my forces onto your planet so by the time you see them coming (gasps) they're already all they're halfway there but it's good i'm looking forward to this one as well if it does fire, I think I'll probably give it another couple of weeks. And if it doesn't, I'll abandon the game and just set up another smaller one if we're not getting that many people. 
It's fine. The option. I know. I know. The idea is truly to be able to play against people that are all within the the, the Discord and the group of friends that we know. But you do have the option to make that a public game and just random take four randoms, correct? Uh, yeah, you've just got to make sure. The reason I haven't done it like that is because um, it would fill up before people got a chance to sign up, kind of yeah, thing. No, no, no. So. I, yeah, I know. I understand. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, that is me. I've done no X-wing. I, I, one X-Wing thing I did look at, I've not watched the VOD yet, but I know that um, Ollie and Paul Heaver had a game, uh, like the two world champions and um, a game with like new points and stuff like that. And Paul ran four as a tux. And uh, I'm relatively certain that that was one of the ships that I, I mentioned last week about the decrease on that could be uh, pretty scary. So um, did they play that on Vassal? Um, I can't remember if it was Vassal. I've not watched a VOD yet. It was probably Tabletop Simulator because I, I don't. In fact, I shouldn't say probably. It was either Vassal or Tabletop Simulator. I don't know which. I've not watched it yet, but um, I know the outcome. So yeah, I like watching Paul play. I like watching how his mind works. I'm just glad that I was like anywhere near on something being a decent meta call. So. You know, a broken clock's wrong twice, uh, correct twice a day. That it is. That it is. Ah, there we go. Um, yeah, I suppose I could probably shut up talking now and stop the flight deck, you know? I'd like to talk about what I've been doing, if that's okay. You've already said you've played a game of 40k. I did play a game of 40k. I played it on Tabletop <laughs> Simulator. Uh, someone was kind enough in the Tactical Tortoise um, uh, Discord. I threw a flag up and said, hey... I've never touched, you know, Tabletop Simulator before. Looking to, like, there's a ton, a ton of games. If you are a 40K player and you're looking to be able to get some games in, since it looks like everything in the world is canceled and the only big events are happening overseas in other countries where they have things a little bit more under control. Um, yeah, it's a great alternative. Uh, I, like I said, it, it took some time. I had to block a good chunk of time away to be able to get the game in, but I did get a game in, so I've actually played a game of 9th edition, had fun. I lost, but it was a learning game, so I genuinely don't care. Um, so Chris hit me up with the last time we did the show, uh, I was telling him about my uh, my Necrons and how my that was the first army that I ever painted, and it was painted to a very poor skill level, even by my standards. I don't consider myself a good painter. I'm an okay painter. I can get something on the table that looks okay. And as I'm getting all my Necrons out, getting ready for ninth edition, I'm looking at these going, I, I can do better, but... My old Necron Warriors have the old green rods, which GW is moving away from. All of the G uh, green rod models are getting uh, um, vacated out of the, the library. So I didn't know what I wanted to do with those because I know I want to repaint my army, but what do I do with these rods that are on here? How do I how do I get them up to speed? And Chris gave me a great idea of, well, just paint white over the rods and then do the you know Ultramarines contrast paint over top of it and boom, you're done. And I'm like, that's a great idea. I should totally do that. So I went to the game store to go and get... Uh, I didn't have uh, White Scars White, and I did not have the uh, Ultramarines Contrast Blue, which is going to come up later here in a minute that's going to be useful. Um, and while I was there, I may or may not have noticed that someone was putting uh, an Indominus box set onto the shelf. And I went, huh, did you guys get a new shipment? And he's like, no, 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 no. For those of you who do not know, who aren't really into 40K, Indominus is this big set that they uh, released for the release of 9th edition. And they sold out online in 15 minutes. Like they sold it, more. It, it was like world's tickets, guys. That, that's your frame yeah. of reference. Exactly. So it was like world's tickets. So they were gone. So to be able to see one on a shelf waiting to be bought when someone had 
you know, pre, you know, put their name in. Yes, I'd like to buy one, and they never showed up to buy it. And then two weeks are gone, and the store put it back on the shelf because they wanted to get rid of it. It didn't stay on the shelf for more than ten minutes because I looked at it and went, "Yeah, yeah, I want it." So, so I bought the Indominus box set, and um, I have gamer thumbs, are uh, where all of the uh, razor blade cuts on my thumb from you know, uh, mold line shaving and getting um, models off. I've got all of the Necrons built. I've got most of the Primaris down, and now I'm got visions of how I want to paint my Primaris Marines because I wasn't really I I, I admit that I'm I, I'm a hypocrite because uh, prior to this I've been making fun of Primaris because I don't think Primaris Marines make any sense in the fluff at all I still stand by that statement but oh my god are these models cool oh my god just putting together the um the captain in the in the um in this in the box set the dude with the the shield with the skeleton on I mean he's so cool oh and dumbest don't make sense but man is this chaplain pro Oh boy, is that Chapman pretty? The Judicar is okay. He still has one of those weird things where he's got the square pointed sword, which I don't think makes any sense. But anyway, um, but I did all of my Necron warriors with the new gun, the Reaper gun, because one of the other things I'm thinking about doing is I can convert my old Necron warriors to the new guns with the little designs in there by just chopping off the old ones and gluing those ones on. So I have 20 guns that I can convert 20 more warriors to the new style. And then, of course, my modding skills started coming out because I have this I have the thing for Space Marines. I think Space Marines should always be wearing their helmet. I always think it's weird when you see a Space Marine with his helmet off and a hawk on his arm and you're like, but but you're in the middle of a battle. <laughs> you, you should have your helmet on. I mean, that, that that's just basics. So the Outrider um, Sergeant does not have a helmet on. Uh, and the what am I thinking? The. They melt the guys. Why can I not think of him? The Eradicators, the sergeant from that one also does not have a helmet on. But the sergeant from the Assault Intercessors, you can put a helmet on him, but he also has this little, like, fanny pack that he puts on his side that also has his helmet to the side. You can use, there's two pieces on the sprue. One of them's chainsawed. So Mm -hmm. if you give him a left-handed bolt bolt rifle, you can put the chainsaw in that sort instead. I I could, but so I went the other way. You stick the helmet off him. Yep, because he's going to be my sergeant. So I gave him the plasma pistol hand. He's still doing the thing. I gave him the helmet head, and then I snipped the helmet off, and then I took the helmet off from there and put it on the Eradicator model. And I'm going to do the same thing for the uh, the Outrider model as well. So I've already gotten through, and I'm... So you should have, I want to say, a minimum of two extra helmeted heads, because the captain comes with open visor, closed visor, and no helmet. So that's three heads for a captain right. model. Correct. The sprue each, there's two copies of the same sprue of a five man that has mm-hmm. helmet or and no helmet. Sergeant head. So and one I of those, it. yeah. But I put yeah. helmets on all of them. Yeah. So then it leaves the Eradicator that doesn't have a helmet on and then the Outrider that doesn't have a helmet on. So I've got my helmets on. But that was me, of course, going, all right, so I can Just find. Just buy an upgrade sprue. All right, what chapter are you doing? Uh, I'm going to do my own. Uh, I'll admit that I am a cheeky little bastard whenever it comes to that. I don't, I, I personally have, I love the idea of those folks that are really wrapped into, I'm a Dark Angels player and I've got a Dark Angels tattoo. That's great. It sucks when Dark Angels suck in that edition, or it sucks when Space Wolves are, are suck in that edition. And so what I've always done is I've painted mine in a generic paint scheme that I can kind of chameleon those into whichever, oh, well, they're an Ultramarine successor chapter or the next time they play that they're a, a Salamander's successor chapter. Because in my opinion, it, it's for me in the early days, it was just a question of saving money. I know, And I knew guys that did this. I have a Space Wolves army and I have a Blood Angels army. 
tactical marines are tactical marines. I don't understand like well this one's red and that one's gray. Why? <laughs> Why buy double the models? A rhino is a rhino. Uh, a, a predator is a predator. I mean, sure, the bale predator's got a little bit of a difference as far as the uh, the turret on the top, but so what? Like, it, you just literally just take it off and put the other like the other one on. So I've always done that as a money saving um, aspect to be able to say, okay, my purple marines, because my the one thing I will stick with is my standard Sons of Steel, which are all uh, Astartes, are not going to mix with my Primaris Marine. So they have to be a different color. So, they're so going the to only thing that bothers me, I don't think bothers me the right word. I, if you said to me, I am playing Ultramarines and this is Captain Kato Sicarius, and he wasn't painted blue, I it would bother me on an OCD level. I'd still play, but I'd As be well, like, you're, you're a fucking so... dick. So, uh, if you said that these counts as Ultramarines and this guy counts as Kato Sicarius, but his name's actually Skato Kakarius, that'd be fine. I'd be more like, problem solved. Oh, good. My hypocrisy only knows so many bounds. I restrict myself to not running special characters. So, if I'm going to run a captain, I run my own captain that I have given his own warlord trait and giving his own uh, war gear. If I run a lieutenant, I, that lieutenant. I don't, even, I don't mind. I, I think. I so do. Your models and do what you want. Because right. I'm there with you. Like you can't do Marnius Calgor except he's a purple Primaris because somehow he got Primaris five, just like Mephiston and all these others. Oh my god. So there's so much so I legitimately I was getting ready to do a video for my channel where I was going to talk about how I felt the Stardies were going to be going extinct, extinct because all the new Marines are coming out, all this new stuff's coming out, and it's all replacing these lines. And then today, today the Warhammer community page releases things that oh by the way. Standard Astartes are going back up to two, are going up to two wounds at 18 points apiece for a tactical marine. Yeah. What? There's a new tactical marine box set, and it looks like they're new sculpts. Yeah. What? <laughs> new sculpts for the tactical marines? Like, what the hell is going on? So either GW did it in a, in a gigantic one, because they look taller. Just from the photos that I see, just from the True Scout photos I see, they look taller, and they've kind of gone there. Like, I have one of the old Beaky Marines, and you, Chris, you have to remember these. The old metal bodies with the, the, the arms and the weird-looking bolter from second edition. I still have one of those. Correct-looking bolter. The correct-looking bolter. Correct. So you can have those, and then you've got, like, the fifth edition ones. They're a little bit taller, but these ones here are even taller. They're not Primaris height, but they're a little bit taller. Like, these are new sculpts. So GW, the original line of thinking was that GW has always wanted to do true scale space marines and they didn't want to piss off all the space marine players. So they introduced Primaris so you could still play both, which is not necessarily the, their MO because they tend to change the size of models often um, over the course of a lifespan of, a, of an army. So this was a little bit of a weird move for them, but like space marines are their bigger, biggest number one seller. They don't want to piss uh, off half their base. The Umbara pattern bolt gun. The, that's what it is that's what it is thank you i couldn't remember it um the good ones the good ones but long story short everyone genuinely believed that gw was just going to stop printing and making astartes and everything was going to be primaris moving forward and then lo and behold they release a whole new tactical marine set they didn't make the molds for a new tactical marine set if they didn't intend to sell them for the next 20 years because that's what they're going to do the intercessor kit's going to be around for tacticals pay years. for themselves really really quick they do they really do but like i heard I, and this is going back probably more than i need to, oh, did someone join or did we lose sean uh, Sean just turned his camera off. Oh, okay. oh dropped for briefly. Ooh. So it's this fine. is going back. Like I think the molds, the molds they used to make those. I think I had heard your standard 
you know, five man tactical squad that they just print two of and they put in the box costs them about half a million dollars to make. So you're correct in the fact that tactical Marines pay for themselves relatively quickly, but not necessarily all of the models, which is why you have models that are still fine cast that don't necessarily pay for themselves. And it's not worth it. for uh, them it's, to go and... it's not so much that it's more people ask why a tactical Marine box will be like $50. And a single character is 25. Mm-hmm. The reason is because the mold costs the same amount of money. Yes. Well, and I just, uh, so like. I watched someone's, I watched someone's video, like, wait a minute. So I have a five man or a 10 man squad of Imperial Guard, and it comes out to 15 ounces of plastic. And then I have a five man assault, uh, one of the, um, the Primaris Terminators, I can't think of the aggressors. And this is a $60 box. It's the same amount of plastic. The molds are basically the same size. So why does this one cost $30 and this one costs 60? And the reason is because it costs 60 because it costs 60. That's why. Like there's there's no other reason than that's what GW like they could charge 35 and still make money off of it, but they're not gonna. It's $60 because you paid $60 for it. I don't know. I mean, I was like pretty poor growing up and games workshop was the incorrect hobby for me i used to have to wait for the like twice a year um buy two get one free sales that we used to do oh like convert loads of stuff and everything but even i just stopped being concerned about what games workshop costs i just extended the time frame it would take me to build and fully paint my army and by fully paint i mean build and then spray black and then stop call them black region I got lucky enough to first of all, if you're playing if you're playing a Space Marines starter set, you're always going to find cheap, cheap tactical Marines every time, every day of the week. They're going to be all over eBay. So like when Assault on Blackreach came out for fifth edition, I built six tactical squads out of Blackreach Marines and converted all of them, cut all the heads off and put helmets on, put power fists on this one. And this guy's over here has got a lightning claw. Like I converted all of them, but like literally if you look at the sergeants for all six of my tactical Marine squads, they're all the same. They're all in the same pose. All of the Bolton Marines are Bolton Marines like this, but that's how I did it. My son's orc army, all of the orcs from the assault on Blackreach, you can get those for $15. You can get 20 orcs for $15 when assault on Blackreach came out. He's got 160 of those bastards upstairs in a box because they were dirt cheap all day long. The little, the, the easy to build dreadnought that came out of like a vast majority of that. The other thing that we used to do, um, there's a great, great game store. I don't get to go to that often because it's on the other side of Pittsburgh, which is like an hour from me. Um, they have, uh, every three months or so they have a flea market, like where people come in and they're selling their used models yeah. and they'll put oh, prices trade day and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I got a lot of stuff doing it that way. So like, trust me, I know what it feels like. I yeah. growing up, growing up, it's a little different now, which is why I'm like, hey Chris, how how are those sisters doing? <laughs> there there are still no battle sisters in stock yeah. with Games Workshop. So um, I was talking I mean, to a guy who orders them, and I, I've got him to put a special order in for me now because it's getting that ridiculous. So the next batch that comes in are mine, but there just haven't right. been a single delivery. So yeah, yeah. Well, Fun they're times. trying to ramp up. Yeah, they're, everything's going to be the space well, and background stuff coming out. It's not even that. Like the factory shut down, and they still had to get Indominus out. So yeah, mm-hmm. stuff will take time. Hey ho. Do you think have we punished everyone enough yet? Shall we talk about X Wing yet? Sure. I got one other thing. I just real, real briefly, one other thing. So yeah, <laughs> so I got all that stuff built up, and I got all that done. That's what I've been doing gaming wise. 
The other thing is um, my wife has converted our garage to our uh, COVID gym. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, she has been getting equipment off of people who've been getting rid of stuff on Facebook. So she's got a weight bench in there. She's got another type of weight bench in there. She's got, you know, we've got the treadmill in here. So we have converted the garage into the COVID gym. So I've decided that it's time a little soft in the, the, the middle area. So uh, I've uh, I've committed, I've been doing walking for a while. I know the guys already know this, but I've been committing to like, I've been doing like a 5K every day and it's, my body finds a way to figure a way to game around it. Like, okay, this is super easy. We can do this. So it's all of a sudden not doing anything. So I'm like, all right, now I need to get really serious about this. Um, so yesterday, or Monday was arms and they're still a little sore. <laughs> yesterday was legs. And I'm having trouble getting up and down stairs today after my first leg day, but I'm committed to it. And I want to see how, um, how this helps over the next three months. Cause legitimately I'm concerned. Um, the one number one contributing factor to people who uh, die from COVID is obesity. So if I'm that concerned about it with my kids, I need to be that concerned about it with myself as well. So I've decided that I'm making a health choice and getting into the gym. That's literally right there. Like I have no excuses. I could almost touch it from here. Yeah. All right. That's it. So yeah, if I get up and I groan and creak, that's why uh, I've it's been going downstairs uh, too. It's weird. You would think that going upstairs would be the hard part. No, it's when I'm going downstairs. Going down, do you actually put more strain on your, um, your knees? Cause you're trying to control the rate at which you're walking. Like they're they so, hurt now. Just sitting here, they hurt. <laughs> I've <sighs> had bad knees since I was like fifteen or sixteen. I remember I was doing we were doing shuttle runs, doing judo, and um, I to be smart, I went to like basically flip turn, but because you're doing it on the like the judo mats, mm-hmm. so my we're really grippy, so my my foot didn't twist, but my the rest of my body did, mm. and then. Uh, fitness testing when I was in the Air Force was shuttle runs as well. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows this, but the uh, the bleep test that you do for like the Air Force, I think the police do it as well, is actually designed to be running a square. So you a cone in each corner. But okay. if you to build a gym, a gymnasium that's big enough to do that, it costs more money than just a basketball court. So it's easier to just make you turn around and do a 180 turn instead of a 90 degree turn. So um, yeah. Doing that like twice a year um, for 12 years when you're a fat knacker wasn't the best either. So, yeah. The one that killed me the most was supposed to be this warm-up workup for my legs, which basically you get into this squatting position and you just jump and you do that. 15 times so you're down like a almost like a sumo wrestler you get up and you jump and you get up and you jump you do that 15 times in a row by the end of the first set of 15 the tops of my legs were burning yeah and i'm like you're like wait a minute i've been walking a 5k every day for like the last three months you're telling me my legs are that out of shape apparently yeah so yeah so that's been fun <laughs> all right we've bored everyone to tears enough we've, as we've done it. It. if you like, stuck around this long you deserve some x-wing content and we'll give it to you. All right. So, of course, we have had Gen Con online stream that they did. And, of course, they released Wave 7.1 in eight uh, teasers. Yeah. I think um, we touched on stuff that was in the article last week, or maybe even the week before from the last X-Wing article. But we never really looked at the stuff from the in-flight report. And there's a lot of stuff. And I said I didn't really want to do card reads because that's just dull and you can listen to ryan if you want to get get that stuff on the minox he'll just read all the cards for you it's fine and yeah, it's chad's not here so i was gonna say that's a great we are, mis- 
we're, we're missing our tape card reader anyway. So yeah. So <laughs> well, literally incapable of reading the cards to you. So um, we were gonna just pick some stuff that had us excited because I think it's better to talk about stuff that excites you rather than reading through every card and getting bored. So agree. Uh, did you want to go first, Ed, or did you want me to go first? Sure. I'd be happy to. So I want to go back. I want to rewind the clock. I don't remember if this was the first episode that we recorded of Lack of Focus or if it was the Practical Joke episode 70 of Nova Squadron Radio where we got everyone together and just did a surprise recording where we were talking about the announcement for second edition. But I distinctly remember having this conversation where they were talking about the uh, launch of second edition and this very nice young lady gets up front and they were talking about subtitle on pilots and how cool it's going to be to have subtitles and i remember having the conversation is that's openings design space because it allows for the ability to have luke skywalker jedi knight and luke skywalker this and luke skywalker this or jedi master so you can have different variants on the same ship same pilot name different ability which allowed you to open up a lot of design space and then they never did anything and i know we talked last week because it was strange whenever they released the points thing and it was strange whenever they released the thing for the app and like huh well they put title there i wonder why they did that well lo and behold it turns out that after a what two years is it two years that we're into second edition now they have finally yeah. finally exercised the subtitle i'm surprised it's taken them this long to be perfectly honest with you because i honestly thought they were going to do it whenever the pilot packs were coming out because that would have been a perfect opportunity here's a pilot that isn't doing really well that should do really well because he's i5 he's a really cool character people should like him but his ability kind of stinks well we can redo that by just giving it a new title giving him a new ability and you can still run I don't know, pick, pick your, your Wing Gundark. Wing Gundark, for whatever reason, doesn't work. But what about Wing Gundark, you know, Black Squadron Assassin? Have you tried that version of Wing Gundark? And all of a sudden, his ability is better than it was than it was in his previous version. It gave yeah. you the opportunity to open that up. So we got two that I saw. So um, you're looking I, at Tamin, Wexley, and Paul Dameron, I'm assuming? Well, and then Anakin Skywalker, too. So I guess it is three. I was curious if it was Wexley was probably in this. So Anakin Skywalker in, he does not have the same ability. Yeah, in... so I'll, I've got Poe and Temin up now, so I can I can read the cards for people, ironically. Ironically, so, we said we weren't going to do it, but we're going to do it anyway. So Poe Damron, Trigger Happy Flyboy, is the pilot, pilot we are currently familiar with, who does the spend a charge to do a, a white action is red. But in the squadron pack, we're going to get Paul Damron, Resistance Commander. Ooh. And uh, yeah. So after a friendly ship at range zero to two performs an action during its activation, you may spend two charges. If you do, that ship may perform a white action, treating it as red. So it can only do it every other turn because it's a recurring charge. So it will take two rounds to back come back. But he can still do it on himself. But now he can give another ship up to a range two a chance to do it. So. Um, and keeping in yeah. mind, it's still in the same chassis. It's still in the T-70. Yeah. So it yeah. breathes new life not only into the ship, but the pilot. So if if Poe is one of your favorite characters from the, the Disney trilogy, and you're like, I really like Poe, but darn it, his ability is just so like, you know, it railroads him into a particular build. This is another option for you to play your favorite pilot. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like it purely. This is going to be a re weird reason. So I think that is worse for what i want paul to be doing so i mm -hmm. hope it is cheaper that's the other it's, side to it yeah it's a core it's, it's effectively a, a red coordinate but uh, yeah i don't know um 
Oh, I don't know. I'm hoping that the ability to let someone else do, do it doesn't make him more expensive because I just wouldn't take him. If he's yeah. cheaper, I probably would. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not judging, like, I'm not necessarily judging it as a bad, yeah, like, oh, I yeah. agree with you. I don't think that this is a better version of Poe Dameron. Let's make sure that we're on the I, same page. I think the original version the, the good thing is that I don't necessarily think it needs to be better or worse. It's different exactly. enough exactly. that it's still going to be a choice. And be interesting. I mean, for, they give you like five versions of Poe? Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. I, I, think I think we should get there. And that's where I think this design space should allow it to happen, where you can have multiple versions of Poe that make Poe interesting, and you can, you know, basically, you know, throw a card in the hat, hey, this is the Poe I'm going to play. Well, I keep thinking of things like one of my favorite characters from the original Star Wars trilogy is Luke Skywalker. But I always feel like the Luke Skywalker that we have, the pilot that we currently have, is the T-65 A New Hope Luke Skywalker. Wouldn't it be cool to have a Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker Jedi Master that has a different ability that does something different in the in the ship? Like, he still flew a T-65 in in that in that movie. Uh, well, um, what's his ability going to be? Uh, spend three Force charges from moving from a game and disconnect yourself from the Force? <laughs> I'm so hoping the rumors of Disney retconning that entire trilogy are so true, but we'll see. Oh, we'll see. So, I think, so the other guy is, Tevin is no longer Snap. He's a grown man now. You know, he doesn't need his nickname anymore. So he's Black too. Um... At the start of the engagement phase, each friendly T-70 X-Wing at range 0 to 3 may gain one strain token to flip its equipped config card. And if it does, it gains a calculate token. So when he says to everyone, you know, set as foils to attack position, you all get a free calculate. And you're like, yeah, yeah, chase me, bitches. But what that does is that opens up a lot of room for T-70 T70 because right. you can keep it in the one configuration, do all the stuff you're going to do in that configuration. I, admittedly, Wexley's going to be doing it on, on I4, so it's going to be things like it's going to be guys like Poe, for example. But then you just a, you, you just use this to chase people when your T7 is because uh, now what you do is you fly straight at them with the S files closed, you uh, get your target lock, then you open S files. Oh, look at that. All my ships have got a strain token. What are you going to do? Spread your fire and take advantage of that fact, or just target the one? <laughs> as long as you, as long as you can fit him and the, I think it's is it I four, the Black Squadron ones. I think, I think they're so. I four. Right, let's have a quick look. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah. So as long as Temin doesn't cost more, yeah, as long as Black Two doesn't cost more than Snap, you can fit four with points to spare. So you just chase people your I4 X-Wings, target lock and uh, calculate and just fucking have at it. But seems fine to me. Seems like it'll work to me. As long as you initiative kill the ship you're shooting at, it should be fine. Should, he says. He says, grinning. <laughs> I like giving people terrible advice. Like, Absolutely. Obviously, your I4, which means that if you are playing against a droid swarm, which is an objectively better joister than your I4 joisting list, you stop being the joisting list and start having to use your I4 to be for four aces. But I mean, I I get, I try and give the listener some credit when we talk, have these conversations that they don't just assume that everything I say is like infallible and a fixed statement that ignores all context. But you you fuckers are all X-wing players, so who can say? Who can say? 
We also got oh. a new version of Anakin in the ETA Z, ETA two. Uh, different ship, different chassis, different ability. Do you want to go into that one real quick? Because I thought that was interesting. So this one's really interesting. Yeah, it is. He ties into Obi Wan directly, and it doesn't yeah. say a specific Obi Wan, just any. No. After you are a friendly Obi Wan Kenobi ship at range zero to three, executes maneuver. If there are more enemy ships than other friendly ships at range 0 to 1 of that ship, you may spend one force. If you do, that ship removes one red token of your choice. Fuck, that's a lot of words. That's a lot of words that to me says, ignore this ability, keep your force charges to keep yourself alive, you moron. Again, I didn't see that anything... What was that, Sean? Go take Obi-Wan at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah, Obi-Wan's pretty expensive now, but again, still three force points, so objectively a bargain. But again, I'm not necessarily judging uh, the pilots themselves or the abilities that came with it. I'm judging on the, the concept of the design yeah, that no. they're now flexing, which I think is a fantastic idea, and they should continue to do so. Mostly... I just I like the fact that they're the heroes of Coruscant on this one. They it, they it's just, it's the Ur, Ur battle in Revenge of the Sith. It's cool. One of the, easily I, I, one of the coolest things the space battles ever filmed uh, for Star Wars. Easily, Return so, of the Jedi you, one's kind of kind of tough to put that again. But of course, I I I'm enjoying the design space for very selfish reasons because the last time we talked about this, I said I want to see Darth Vader in a Tie Defender because he flew one. Darn it, I want to see him in one. You can give Vader a different title and a different ability. It's not going to matter. Vader and Defender will be amazing. So the thing I like about this pack is a hyperspace ring because it's detachable it looks like yep and yep. i think they did reveal that that is that is a rule and it can fly on its own too if i'm not mistaken but so you, you well no um while no ship is docked with you you are not assigned a maneuver dial and do not activate or engage so oh, okay I'm once it ha- i think once it has a dial that replaces your dial i'd assume then Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Maybe I misinterpreted but that then. Because I saw the dial like, with it. Specific. So it works with Delta 7 A for sprites, the ETA 2 Arctis, or the Nimbus class V Wings. So right. all of those will actually fit inside it. So you can that... like, push them in and play with my toy spaceships and make pew pew noises. Which touches on the V Wing, which I know you wanted to mention Tarkin, didn't you? But I, it looks to me like the wings. Like the S files on the V wing open and close as well. They do because it looks like on it the from pack, it, yeah, on the pack it looks like the close in the box and then open on the model. So that's oh, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And I love the fact that like I write Chris did correct me because we were doing our pre-show and talking about it. And I'm like, oh, can we talk about the fact that Tarkin's actually in the game now? He's like, well, Tarkin's already a crew member. Like, yeah, I know he's a crew member. He's a pilot now. Like, it's I think an it's aspiring cool. admiral. Yeah, it's cool that I think that there. I think it's cool that we get because he was in Clone Wars. That he is there, so it's kind of cool to be able to see Tarkin in, in an actual ship. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to say for the uh, the V wing as well is twin ion engines. It's a Tie Fighter. Technically, this is a great... you, the other card you wanted to talk about. We'll touch on that as well. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say you want to do them both at the same time. Okay, sure. So I have a. Oh, card it right all kind of flows in, so I might as well take advantage of the yeah, easy no, segue. I agree. I think that's an easy segue that I wish I was prepared for because I'm not looking at the card because I want to read it directly. <laughs> there we go. So I'm just burning time until I get to it. It's going to be the Ion Limiter Override. The only requirement on this one is a, it's an elite. Um, it's a talent. Sorry, I keep getting my first edition still bleeds in there from time to time. Um, yeah. But it, the only requirement is ties. So that is any 
tie, that's your tie defenders, that's your tie fighters, that's any tie. Yeah. Oh, you're viewing. I, yeah. Or, or that, yeah. I'm thinking more from the Imperial side, but yes, you are correct. That does include it. Um, after you fully execute a red maneuver, you may perform a barrel roll action even while you're stressed. If you do, roll an attack die. On a hit result, you gain one strain token, and on a crit, you gain one ion token. On a blank, you get nothing. So it's a 50-50 shot of being able to pull off a barrel roll action even while you're stressed. I think that is really cool. It's going to be very points um, requirement for me on how good this is. If this is a one or two point elite, I think this is almost an auto take on a lot of good um, TIE fighters or your your TIE pilots, period, because I think it's, it's almost an auto take. If it's five or six, three, four, five or six, it may be not so much. Yeah, now um, that crack shot's kind of gone away a little bit. Um, exactly where I was going. I'm looking for something like that, and I could I could run this on, like, a duchess kind of ship. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I don't care about being stressed. I still get my ailerons. So, yeah, I can, like, carry a stress token for a little bit and do some weird and wonderful things. The thing that terrifies me, though, is that correct? Because the pilots I would want to put this on do not want to be ironed. Agreed. It's a gamble. I'm not, that's And that's why I think it's going to be lower cost as far as points are concerned, because that ion token is a real big downside. Yeah. One in eight times that you do this, you're getting you're pulling that uh, that ion token. Yeah. But the strain, uh, I'm not overly concerned, because I'd probably be doing it on a pilot that's going to be relying on that maneuverability. So I'm trying to get out of arc and stuff anyway so right. strain yeah but that ion and that's, that's that seven <laughs> out of eight times like are you really that concerned with what what the the downside is it's the ion admittedly is going to be a problem that's I mean, why i think it's going to be a low point half of the time ed there's no downside half the time correct half the time it's fine just do it man it's fine agree be weird about it. i'm gonna be the one that's gonna be when i roll the crits there oh gee <laughs> you stressed yourself and ion yourself good luck <laughs> yeah Oh, okay. Do you want to go, Sean, or do you want me to go yeah, next? No, I'll go, because, you know, you know, Jango Pet's going to be my first one. But <laughs> the one yeah, I really yeah. want to talk about, I mean, love the, I now love the Fire Spy, especially since it's medium base. It's just such a good, fun ship to fly. It may not be the best of the game, but it's a fun ship. But Commander Pirate, this is an interesting one to me. Yeah. Because now, at setup, you're controlling the game. Mm-hmm. You're actually forcing your opponent to have to rethink things from the start of the game. Because if, if you build a list that's, you know, heavy into alpha strike, giving that advantage on the alpha, well, now you can't because you have, you know, a, a crew member that's going to screw up your entire strategy. And it's also kind of cool. It has a second ability, which is weird to me. It's kind of a, I would say, mm-hmm. kind of one of those things that I think is going to jack up the price on this quite a bit. But while you defend, if the attacker is stressed, you really can call one defense back. Yeah, kind of a reverse Sloan effect. Yeah. Like where you get me. I mean, I'm actually a big fan of this card. So I guess, Yeah, like, oh, well, that shit looks annoying. I've too stressed before we start the game. Right. Yeah. Or, or if you know the person's strategy, especially in tournaments, and how they use their, their ace pilots of their list, you can really control them right off the bat, get in there and potentially, you know, do some heavy damage or force them to completely change their, you know, their turn one, turn two strategy until they can unlock the show. It makes me really sad that, that instead of doing, like, the limited stuff on the ups ones, they just made dormants cost a 
crap load of points. Because Dormits with this guy, when you then jump your uh, FOs up the table and be on that ship that you stressed at the start of the game in like round one and just start smash like you're not getting away from it because you're stressed so your dial's not as good and um that would have been good fun but by by fun i mean winning is fun right not fun (laughs) i don't care about your fun i'm using oh i'm an architect okay i i uniquely to me notice these synergies and put these cards together as if by magic, which gives me some special right to have my fun and deny you your fun. And that's how I get my fun. Winning is fun. It's a theme, right? Winning's a theme. Yeah, and, and winning in strange ways is even better, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, winning but, uh, by default. The second one, I think, is a wasted card. It's just personal opinion to Yoda. I don't like it. Uh, it's nice that he's in the game. Well, it's nice that he's in the game, but do you want to know why i think you are wrong because you're spent i guarantee you looked at yoda and then spent a lot of time reading the text on yoda's card (laughs) you didn't look at yoda and go cool it just gives any ship i want two force done i don't need to read anymore any ship with a crew slot let's be fair no i'm I'm finished reading it's fine like there's words on that card i literally don't care about yeah no no, i I get what you're saying (laughs) but if you're putting this card on the ship you want some ability that's kind of okay. I do. I'm, I'm, so I'm taking R2-D2 as a pilot, and Yoda's flying in there because now R2-D2 gets his free calculate and just two force. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, okay, I'm, not, I'm not putting Yoda on R2-D2. Don't do that. It's terrible. I mean... <laughs> but I get your point. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the text. Yeah. Understood. But at the same time, it's just kind of an odd way to put Yoda in I mean, yeah, hell, when they not... brought Vader in the game, he gave him one of the best cards. The Emperor gave him one of the best abilities ever. Vader had such oh. a kick-ass ability. And, I was going to say, because you misspoke, because Vader was really good when he came into the game originally. Yeah, you know, both of them. But Palpatine, you look, you know, <laughs> if you compare Vader, Yoda, or Vader, Palpatine. I don't know. I, I remember when Palpatine came out, that Bob, <laughs> Doug Kenny, and Paul Heaver all told me that it was overcosted and that it wasn't as good as 3PO. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think Palpatine's yeah, going to be good. I think if we're going to be kicking old, kicking down old arguments, I think I was right there with you going, yeah, but the two crew slots, like there's only one ship they can put it on, and everybody ran the Palp shuttle, myself included, yeah, for a really, a, really long time. Because of the fact that the game, it, was, it was a corner-to-corner fight. It wasn't like it was range, you know, <laughs> range yeah. limited. It was corner-to-corner. That's why... What did it come out at? Eight points? Is that what it came out of? Uh, it never won world, Sean, so it must have been fine. <laughs> it only made the final at Worlds, that's all. It, the fact that it like yeah. dominated the meta and like consistently made cuts is irrelevant. Never won world, so it must have been fine. We are all incorrect. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so actually, genuine take on Yoda would be... It really depends on how prevalent they make purple maneuvers and like how essential those maneuvers are to the ship and the platforms you have access to putting it on. So you've obviously got the lot and the arc and R2-D2, but the range 0 to 2 kind of means he's going to have to be in the fight with these ships, which means you're broadcasting the bubble that the ships that need to do these maneuvers to stay out of arc are going to be. So the only way I see this kind of working is if you plan on just 
being an absolute shitter and chasing people with your Jedi's and taking purple evade actions and then giving them the force back. So Yoda's ship flies up and takes a reinforce. Obi-Wan and Anakin fly straight at them and oh, look, I arc dodged you by landing in front of you and going, well, I've got three force each and an evade token, so get wrecked. <laughs> and the, the sad I'm, thing I'm, is, I'm it will work, but... I'm in your camp from your original take. I don't care what text is on yeah. it. A- again, very points, um, if points required. Like, I mean, if he's 24 points, obviously, that's, or 12 points yeah. even, he might not necessarily be worth it. But to, to put those force tokens on any ship that can take a crew, that's pretty darn good. The text could just read, Yoda kicks ass. And that's it. That's all it could read, yeah. and it'd probably be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my complaint wasn't about that. It's just the ability. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah no, 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 I know. You're looking at it from a mechanic spot, like you should. Oh, We're looking yeah. at it from the, the car. two force on any ship. Yeah. 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 Then, of course, my, my final one is we get Baby Yoda, or Baby uh, Boba. Yeah. Baby Yoda. Careful, that might come. Yeah, you never know. Uh, baby Boba is pretty cool. I mean, that, you know, just having him in the game is cool. I don't... It's interesting no, to me the slot that he takes up. He takes up a gunner slot, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Well, like, you I don't perform know that... an attack. If there are no other ships in the arc, you may change one of your focus to a hit result. So as long as he's like soloing in on a ship, you know, fixed on his target, pretty pretty. Functionally, um, it's a calculate token. He's functionally a free calculate token. Well, yeah, it's the not having to take an action, and you don't have to commit to what you're doing until you're in the engagement phase. Correct. And that's you, always if, that, that thing of having knowledge yeah. uh, when you have that knowledge. Yeah. Um, I Django Fett at I6 is pretty good for me as well. Yeah. Because oh, you kind of glazed you, over that. You're getting, when, you, when you put the two of them together, it's actually yeah. kind of a good, good situation. Yeah. This is where it becomes really nice that the, uh, the fire spray is... Um, the medium base now so the arc's not as wide so you can kind of like cheat those abilities in but and, do and you the, well the other beauty of it is with the fire it's basically it's a limited turret but it's a free turret you don't have to aim it you just choose that's why i really like it so much because yeah. you have choices that you don't really quite have on turrets now yeah the only thing I'm not a hundred percent on. I'm just double checking to make sure I don't like mess this up. But yeah, the fire spray natively doesn't have a gunner swap. It only has a free swap. The only way you get the swap at the moment is with the uh, Marauder title. You know, yeah, Marauder. Uh, Calf scale. It's fire spray gives you a gunner swap. So I would be interested to see how that's going to work. I'm wondering though if because now we have. We'll call it new. new so version. there's no, the new yeah, there's no reason why you can't have a gunner swap and no crew swap, or both, because this right. is a separatist fire spray. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's a totally different ship than, yeah. than what we have. Uh, you've you've got precedent with like R2D2 being the pilot for a Y wing from the Astromech swap, so it doesn't have an Astromech swap, but it has a crew swap now. Oh, I um. Mm-hmm. Weibo not having a crew swap because it was broken. So purely just game balance, we said no. Well, that's <laughs> interesting. And it's another I6 for Separatists, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and the paint job's pretty... nice. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. I do like the uh, the ultimate paint job for this one. The other piece I wanted to to mention, like I didn't realize that Zam Weasel like, flew a 
fire spray. I didn't know that. Like, and I, I, I like. It's a name. We, we, who else can we have in this ship? I don't know. Zam, we go done sold. Right, so that's the question that I have, though. So, like, I'm usually for, like, I like. Admittedly, there's some deep dark corners of the, the the Star Wars fandom that I'm I'm not familiar with, but I knew the character, and at no point in time do I ever remember hearing what ship she flew. So to find out that she's, she's on the same screen with with Jango, so you just go on the same ship. I, yeah. I, yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> like all of these people who flew the uh, the YV six six six, all of them, huh? all of them flew it. Oh, right, but I can make arguments for that. It is canon now, though, right? Yeah, it is. It canon. is now. Everything FFG does is now canon. Yeah, correct. So I guess Sam. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I didn't uh, know that, but okay. It's like who was the one, like there is a pilot from the YV six like, everyone thinks of the YV six six you always thought of Bosk but I'm trying to think if there was one pilot on there I was like really um who the hell was the other uh, it'll come to me, Let me well, that's Razzy I think is the one for me she wanted out to me that was like wait a minute yeah. hey ho um so it's a good segue from Separatist Initiative sixes onto the card I wanted to talk about which I'm really excited for. Um, Repulsor stabilizers on the active side for the um, stupid gunshipy thing for the separatists, and I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, the uh, let's look at it properly. Not the tri fighter, the HMP droid gunship. So this is the one that has a 180 degree arc. Correct. And um, Repulsor lift stabilizers active. Side reads, after you reveal a bank or a turn maneuver, you must perform this maneuver as a side slip and then flip this card. So the assumptions are that the side slip is like an echo decloak. Well, they sort of gave a, if I'm trying to remember yeah, the article they, correctly, that's how they, that's yeah. how they show that. Yeah. Which I but, personally, the only thing no. that I've never liked about Echo was her, um, used to be initiative and now pilot skill, is the only thing that I always felt made her, if she yeah, was but, so one you're missing the key part of what I said. A 180-degree arc that can just move sideways like Echo. Remember when I said that Ozatux at that price point would be really good because of just the uptime, time on target, number of times you get to roll dice? Yep. Do you know how hard it is to dodge a 180-degree arc if those fuckers could just move sideways? <laughs> and at a 45-degree angle. So my, my arc is everything here. So I don't know why I'm doing this on a verbal format, but then you shift it around 45 degrees to the side. Like you're not dodging that. I don't care what pilot you are. Yeah. Like and that's, you... what made, that's what made Echo so good. Yeah. Yeah, but imagine Echo with a 180 degree arc. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah. But and if, instead of Echo. Yeah. Imagine if instead of Echo you had like five Echoes. Right. Or yeah. if you had four of them and like a. A, a sun fact passing out in snow tracked beam tokens <laughs> i mean i I'm, I am 100 in on this card i my assumption would be that the other side of this card is reports with stabilizers deactivated and that you can't move sideways anymore yeah because you don't you choose but, not to move sideways yeah uh as long as this isn't a one use only card I'm like 100% in on this being amazingly good. I, I'm I'm out on droid swarms and fully in on these gunships. I don't see anything on here that would suggest that it's one use. There's no charge spending. There's no no nothing. 
Uh, so the, you, the, other side of a, like, the other side of a card would have to just not have a way of flipping it. Oh, then, I then see. The bottom, yeah, then the bottom part of the, the ability, which is just after you fully execute a non-side slip maneuver, you may flip the card, wouldn't make sense. Right. Because there would be no reason to ever do it if you couldn't flip it back. So, Correct. again, it, it, I'm thinking of it in the same way as like that Paul Damon ability we spoke about earlier, that it's like, can't do it every turn, but if I can still do a normal hard turn and then move sideways with a bank and then do a normal, or like you can move sideways with a hard turn, which is like really strange and weird. But I still think that's going to be really cool. And have we seen the dial on that thing yet? Um, I think so. Um, I, yeah, it was in the article, I'm sure. Let me have a look. I'm curious, like it, it needs to have the the one of the best maneuvers in the game to really, really make set that. Well, it's on. a droid, remember, so it's probably gonna be good. Uh, it will bank terribly because it's a droid, and that's the theme of a faction. Right. That's not. I, I'm looking for either. I'm looking for the one straight. If it has I don't. See, so oddly enough, like I'm gonna give some behind the behind the scenes stuff. Chris pointed us to this uh, Google Doc that's got all this stuff from uh, from Gen Con. It's just a Gen Con him, stuff, yeah. Yeah, I gave him full credit. I'm like, oh man, these look like the show notes we used to do whenever I was doing the when I was doing the the show. And he's like, yeah, someone else did them. I just pointed us to it. <laughs> so whoever did this, I'm not. Okay, I'm not so sure it's it. on. Uh, I got bored of looking and went to the squad uh, the squad builder Yasby, and the dial is on there. So the dial is um, a zero stop. It has a blue one straight and a red one bank. It Ooh. has a blue two straight, a white banks, and a, a blue hards. Then it has a white three straight, a red three bank, and a white three hard. You can and, stop. It's got like yeah. two really good maneuvers that it can pull off on that slip. Yeah. It doesn't I, have one I'm, hard. But I don't know that I care. I don't know that I care because it's going to stop. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. That ship is going to be a nightmare. It it's really only two is. attack dice, but I just don't care. I don't like, care. You're never getting out of its arc. Ever. See, the other thing is that I I don't know if this is going too deep down a rabbit hole or not just yet. But I'm thinking of doing something like uh, angle deflectors. So you lose a shield, but you gain a reinforce. And I'm just gonna like sit in front of you, reinforce, and just like come at me. Do like I'll take my unmodded shots, and are oh, you like it's got that weird ability, um, and yeah, just reinforce and move sideways and do fun stuff, and always always get shots off. And yeah, I don't know how, how many of the banks were blue. None, none of none. the banks okay. are blue, but the hard to, the hard two is blue. Uh, well, I was thinking stacking um, slips. So, you, so like you, it can't continuously because it's well, no, it's turned. Well, you can flip a card, remember? So if you flip the card, oh, we have true. to assume okay, that you won't true. be able to do it. But like you do a slip and then you do a hard turn and you do a slip and then you do a hard turn and you're effectively playing like the old first edition like decimator or like Falcon where you just fire in the asteroid because no one's dodging that arc. Like they have to get in really, really tight to you to stand any chance of getting around you. But yeah, I, I'm excited. Just a, it's a new, a new problem, a new interesting puzzle as um, 
we we architects like to say when we think of a broken combo. Yeah, it's not broken. It's just an interesting puzzle. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. That is really cool. So we'll see. I think that, like I said, I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Um. I suppose everyone else picked a couple, so I only really had that one. But I will quickly look at the a tri-fighter whilst we're on a droid thing. Mm. I mean, let's, do we have any... Um, it's got three attack die, so that seems good. It looks like he's got an I-5 in there. Ooh. So a decent pilot skill for a droid. So I I just can't get excited about anything other than the gunships of a droid. So. Yeah, I mean, it's filling a hole that they, they had in the elite yeah. pilot kind of thing. Um, but it's more it, a generic three attack die ship as well. well. Which I always thought were cool whenever you get the... Yeah. We had to play the, uh, the, 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 the droid army. They were okay... It'll be interesting to see. The dial's not great. It's a droid dial. I don't know. But then it, the I, I'm other... not gonna, so it does have the one talent rule. So it's, I mean, there is some potential there with the one talent rule. I don't want to completely diss it. I do think it's weird that the banks on droids don't ever blue because everything else in the blue, in the two range and three range are all blues. Like you get into higher speeds, it's pretty Look, good. They're either turning on or not. Ed. Binary system. You're either turning or you're not. It's no half measures. Yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> um it's an interesting design area for the droid ships you're right they are all doing that i do like like i said that those one talent rolls interesting especially if you're going to get them into a a a knife fight with those yeah they work well on the b-wings so i was just i like them on the b-wings that means i have to like them here and it is on a chassis that's got three attack dice Hmm. yeah yeah it's got some stability agreed then the other I'm not really too fussed about going into pilots or anything, but the um, I like the fact that the hole has been filled now for TIE Fighter from Solo. The um, the TIE RB. Yeah. It, it's basically a Special Forces TIE, but with cannons instead of missiles. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not superly impressed with it overall. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something on here that's going to make it a good ship. Um, so think of it... Think about... It is an annoying tie. Oh, sorry, this is all points dependent, obviously. So I'm hoping that it sits somewhere relative to like a tie bomber in points level. And then I'm just thinking at the uptime of like, yeah, I've got one less agility, but I've still got eight hull. So yeah, I'm probably not getting. Shot. Yeah. And then, and it's got a reinforce. Oh, yeah, this is going to be more expensive than the tie bomber. I'll just look, uh-huh. look, like, no, they actually look at the card properly. Who knew? Uh-huh. Um, but reinforce fly at people and then you just hard turn away and turn your cannon to the back and start plucking away at them yeah and like when you want to chase me i'm still reinforced whatever maybe we'll Uh, see maybe i mean what i'm afraid of though with the reinforced token is it's basically going to be an actionless i'm just going to be throwing two dice at you constantly over time the one the one that they're shooting at's reinforced the one that's only got like three health left reinforces one thing that's interesting, though, this thing has a one strike. Yeah. It does. It which does. Is, which Blue. is interesting for a tight Yeah. I think it looks like a medium-sized base as well, yeah, to me make, anyway. That would make sense with the amount of hull that's on it. But that means you can take this ship and just cluster up in the middle somewhere and, you know, use it for blocking or whatever you want to do. Yeah. And it range, not... you know, range one, three dice, that's not bad. But it has some survivability. Yeah. 
just I don't know, just aesthetically, I like it, and I like that the hole's been like we knew it existed, but we didn't have a ship for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty happy. It's it was like not to the same level as how crazy the internet were about like the uh, the gunboat and stuff. It's that kind of thing for me. I'm just, I'm a part of me just feels a little bit more complete now that I know that it exists. I've seen it in a movie, so I now want one. So now you know that's a pretty cool model. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm not disagreeing with that. The model's really cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Empire players are suddenly going to put away like the aces and start running these, but nope. I'll still buy one or two because it looked nice on the shelf, you know? Yeah, it'll look cool. It'll look cool on the display case. I wouldn't mind seeing a uh, Ravel model. Yeah. You can get a All big right. one and then uh, use it as terrain for your legion stuff. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Chris, I know you've got to go in and do the work thing this, this evening, so we can probably cut this one short here. Yeah, I don't feel like we need to talk about any uh, anything else, really. But yeah, we're good. I I'm happy. We'll talk points next time. Uh, hopefully we'll have... Because all of our points predictions were for the new ships, which aren't out yet. So they've not released the points for those ones yet. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. You want to do some of the end of the show stuff? Yeah, I can do. So um, I wanted to say thank you to all our Patreons. And um, where are we for this show is going to come out? I'm trying to remember if I need to wish people happy birthday on this show or if it's the next. <laughs> I, think, I think we've got another show before we have to wish them a happy birthday. So uh, we'll, we'll push on. But yeah. Um, the Patreon's still been going up, and um, I think for last time it it covered. So without going too deep into the like finances for Dice behind the scenes and stuff, like it basically covered the Adobe editing software now, which is the biggest expense. And then after that, it's hosting on SoundCloud and hosting on Podbean, which are um, if you add them both together, it's still not as much as the Adobe software suite. So that's a uh, an awesome feeling for me anyway, that guys, you guys enjoy enough to not want it to just cost me money all the time. So Once I, we get to the point where the show actually pays for itself, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, obviously we need to uh, just stop uh, me shipping out lots of cool stuff to everyone and all that things, but... Nobody's twisting um, your arms and making you do that. You choose. To I do know. That. I just. I feel bad because people give me money, and then it, I. I have that charity syndrome, so I've got to give back and uh, do nice things for people un- when I can. I so. understand completely. Yeah. Um. And then. Um. Yeah. So Patreon's been going really well. I've been trying to get quicker at editing the shows and stuff and putting them out early, so the patrons actually get the benefits. Um, I've also been trying to do more written content and stuff for the website and things. So there's a couple of articles gone up there for like contrast paint reviews and stuff like that. I'm in the middle of doing a review for um, the Elder Scrolls board game. Uh, not board game, miniatures Ooh. game. Um, Elder Scrolls Call to Arms. So I'm in the middle of writing that up and like doing t- some test stuff and um, I've been trying to get to a point where I feel comfortable to start doing videos again, but I, I feel a bit of a fraud at the moment, just, you know, doing the guys talking head, just I've not been playing that much. So I, those guys just shooting the shit about stuff feels fine, but um, we'll see. But yeah, 
And so any feedback on that kind of stuff, what kind of content you guys would all like to see would be awesome. Um, I had spoken briefly in the Discord about the idea of doing some form of um, a, um, a West Marches style role-playing game thing as well, which would be open to anyone who wants to play because that's how West Marches works. Um, you might, could you want to explain that a little bit and what that is? Because I had to look. I had yeah. never heard that term before. Uh, so maybe from what I got, West Marches is called West Marches because the guy who invented that kind of type of game set it in a place called West Marches, and the name kind of stuck. But it's effectively a player-driven way of playing a role-playing game. Instead of a DM making content and then putting it in front of you, the, the DM gives you a, an effectively a map that's unexplored and you go in and fill in parts of a map and go to places and stuff happens when you get there kind of thing. So um, still need to pick a, a game system to start up. And the way I foresee it working at the moment would be that I can comfortably commit to running two sessions a month at the moment. And then it would be on the players to get a group together. So once like four, between like four and eight people, had a time where they could all work together. I'd plan a session for them at the time that they said they could all play, and then we'd get together, play a session, and um, what whatever happens, happens, and then it, they either go back to town or they push on a bit more and all of that kind of stuff. But um, session um, systems, right, D&D. Um, I'm trying to think of a way of making it work for an alien-type game, because I know that you, know, you guys were keen to try that. Um, Star am. Wars has been mentioned as well, doing the FFG Star Wars uh, stuff. Oh, could see, easily when work. brought that up, I was like, can we do the old D6 Star Wars? Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> so yeah, there's no, a bot that does all of the, uh, the dice in the Discord, so that would be really easy to do. Um, but I'm more than happy to commit to it. I just need enough interest to uh, make it work. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, Make sure you jump on the Discord. There'll be a link in the show notes. And um, it should work now, because I believe a Patreon link to Discord wasn't working for some reason, but that should all work. Um, and you guys jump in there. I'm going to... There's role-playing channels at the moment. There will be its own section for um, however we do it. I'll, we'll think of a groovy name close to a time. But there'll be its own <laughs> section and you guys will be able to hold me to account to run games for you and um, again if you get like eight people in korean time zones that want to play at four o'clock in the morning my time i'll commit to running a game for you if you can get between four and eight players so there you ooh, go ooh. punish me here for here. being stupid and generous i don't know um, but yeah that that's the thing i've been thinking about the most for something that I can do to try and give back to the community because you guys have been awesome putting up with me for what feels like what, six or seven years now. We've been doing feels like a long, long time. time. Well, I, before the podcast, it was um, writing on Bell Lost Souls and stuff as well. So like in the this kind of thing, like, I basically I moved to Canada in 2013, so it would be late 2013 I started doing X-Wing stuff. Obviously, pretty active walkway and then grew a little bit more but yeah it's it's been a while like we've been doing this for uh, a long time now people have put up with me and my nonsense shit takes on x-wing for a while so <laughs> let's see what else i can do 
Um, and then usual end of show stuff. You can find us on Facebook and uh, Lack of Focus podcast. We also have a Dice Hate Productions Facebook page as well, which some people message me on that one. The website is dicehate.com. It has all my articles and I should start putting links to the other content. It links to the, uh, the Discord and it links to the Lack of Focus Podbean. Um, you can find us on Patreon. There is the Lack of Focus Patreon. There's also a Dice Hate Patreon, which I never really plug in any way, shape or form. Because that one doesn't charge per episode. It's just a, if you want to give me money every month, you can do it that way. And rather than having a uh, the per episode thing that we do now, um, again, if you only want to pay a dollar for a month, make sure it, there's an option when you sign up to Patreon to limit the amount you want to sign up for. Um, so don't get robbed by us stealing every episode. Make sure you set the amount you're comfortable paying. Um and yeah, I think that's it. Uh, emails, whackerfocuspodcast at gmail.com. I, I should get better at this. I need a script. I'll just like a, an outro. Uh, I should... tried used to read from a script every time he did yeah, it. I don't know. I mean, theoretically, if I could, we should... Maybe you'd get it down. <laughs> it just shows how, much, how reluctant I am that I hate plugging us. Because I was thinking the other day, that should I start posting this on the FFG forums or on Reddit? Nah... Now, if people want to listen, they'll find us. And that, that's the shittiest way to be a content creator ever, FYI. Like, just relying on, like, organic growth, because it doesn't work. But I don't know. I mean, I think we've done some really good... So I, I think the last few shows have been really, really good. Yeah, no, like, I agree. I mean, you get past some of the bullshit that we put through as far as, hey, let's talk about <laughs> Warhammer for 20 minutes. But even with... I think that's just part of our charm now, but I think we've had some, like, some good content and i feel like i should share it more i must i'm probably scared of rejection and i think that's what it is um the the fear of the feedback if we put it out in the community of just you're all shit get out so yeah well that's again that's how i did it whenever we uh, built nova squadron back up whenever from the ground up that was all word of mouth and putting it in the the fantasy flight um forums that's how we got it i got our start there so if we never try we can't fail exactly. so by not trying you automatically fail right, that's a real spoiler but uh, we'll see. maybe maybe i'll share this one i don't it's so much work oh, uh, doing pause. oh i hate it so much oh. uh. if someone, <laughs> so if anyone wants to like just spread the word you know share the podcast tell people about us and how awesome we all are uh, <laughs> you, you would be a hero but um no uh, thanks for everyone and i really appreciate every single one of you all right well on that note sean always fun talking to you my friend chris did you pick up any of that because all i got was fan a bit, a bit quiet but it'll come all out right. in the wash It'll come out in the wash. Chris, always good talking to you, my friend. It's always good to be here. All right. So on that one, we do appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'll looking forward to next week. We'll maybe we'll get some points. We'll go over all that stuff, but we'll find out. We'll see. Uh, if not, I'm still itching to actually play a game. So maybe we'll do a play an episode. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, so my plan is uh, to actually finish up some talking points on the things we didn't cover and do it whilst we're playing a game. But I want to do like an Aces High game so we can all just not really be like doing maneuvering one ship so we're not doing ages in the planning phase. Oh, I like so it. We I can, like it. 
we can all have a bit of banter and chat, but we can be talking about stuff while we're playing. So I feel like that'll make a more fun listening experience. It'll be less useful from like practice for actual X-wing and stuff, but I feel like it'll be a good a good way of just all hanging out and play play a game on Basel and just chat. It'll be nice to actually record video for that too someday and you toss it up on the YouTube uh, channel. <laughs> could have done video for this one because we. The reason I didn't do video for the last one was because I think it was, um, we weren't sure if Sean was going to come in or not, and I didn't want to have to rejig the video halfway through. And then for yeah, this one, I wasn't sure if Chad was going to make it or not. And yeah, it was just because I was too lazy to stop recording halfway through, fix it all, and, and do it. But hey, that's off fair. I even changed my shirt because I thought we were like, I never know anymore. <laughs> like, like legitimately I'll, I'll behind the scenes stuff. Like legit, my dog, I was playing with my dog. She slobbers. I had stuff on my shoulder and I was looking myself in the camera going, I can't do this in a dirty shirt. And Chris is wearing his Dyson oh, shirt. Yes. Branded, branded merchandise now. Look at that. You don't even get to see that. So, all right. So that's going to do it for this one. Uh, thank you for tuning in, of course. And as always, guys, fly casual. Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all of the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.